Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Spilling Lemonade podcast. This is your host, Cami Nelson. Um, this is actually my first episode back since going off to mental health treatment. Um, I'm really excited to be back. I'm really excited to have you all here. And without further ado, I'm just going to jump right back into the episode. Um, so this is the second part of the episode. As I'd said, this is the part of guests. And we are just going to be discussing with two of my close friends from treatment, Aiden and Zach. Um, that you know just what it was you know what we gained from mental health treatment our mental health journeys and um yeah pretty much just that so um I guess my first question for our guests would just be if you want to say like a little bit about yourself just um you know maybe like fun fact about you if you have a dog I don't know just something like that uh sure I could go first um well, hi everyone, I'm Zach. A uh, couple things about me. I just got a brand new puppy coming out of treatment. It was just one of the many like great things I guess I gained from treatment. Um, I'm from East LA. I think you can hear my dog barking right now. Um, I don't know, there's just a number of wonderful things that I gained from treatment. And I'm happy to be here, Cami, and it's, it's an honor. Hi guys, my name is Aiden. I'm from Long Beach, California. And a fun thing about me is I'm going to school at University of Hawaii in the spring semester. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and yeah, same with Zach. I had a cool experience meeting Cami, and I'm happy to be on here as well. Yes, well, I'm really honored to have you both on here. Um, for those of you who don't know, Aiden and Zach, they're they're amazing. You're going to pick up on that pretty quickly. They're both very articulate and well-spoken, and I'm just really excited for you all to get to hear this discussion. Um, and the one thing, Zach, you had said of one of the many things you gained from treatment, and that was kind of going into my next question, which was, if you guys just want to talk about, like, some of the positives of treatment slash, like, some of the most important lessons you've learned through your journey. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, at the treatment we were at together, but just pretty much, you know, anything about what you've learned and we can just get started from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think before jumping into the wonderful things that I did learn in treatment and through this process, I guess I should preface it by saying I was taught all of the wrong things, whether it comes to like what it is to be a man or I don't know, just about emotions in general, stuff was sort of taught to me backwards and that perpetuated a lot of like sadness all of the negative emotions, honestly. So treatment taught me so many, so many wonderful things, simply just how to be like free, how to be comfortable with myself, comfortable with what I feel, how I feel it. Um, I come from like a real toxic masculinity environment and that again, was taught all the wrong things. So being in treatment, a lot of great things. Um, I have a history of panic attacks depression, anxiety, abuse and trauma work, et cetera. And um, I don't know, I've always kind of had the idea that my life was always about enduring. Um, I just had a really hard time waking up every morning and just thinking like, why is this happening to me? Why am I doing this? Why should I continue? You know, that sort of thing. And um, something, one of the CAs, which is a clinical assistant at 
the treatment facility that we were all at together told me that God puts his strongest warriors in the toughest positions so that they can become stronger and help others. And that truly, truly, truly just to change my perspective on so many things. Um, that quote in and of itself has just completely changed my perspective on my life. Um, being in treatment, I found a purpose. I found something that I want to do in my life. I want to further delve into this world of mental health, try and make an impact. If I can make a tenth of the impact that was made on me in treatment, then I would be successful. And, you know, this idea of that everything happens for a reason, sort of just roll with the punches, do your best, because that's really all you can do. That's really all you can control. Um, I don't know. I, I find comfort in that. And yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start, honestly, with just like how much, I mean, treatment helped me, but it honestly, like just saved my life completely. Um, um, ever since I was like 10 years old, I've dealt with um, depression and anxiety and suicidal ideations more around the age of like 13, 14. And that came up to me now. Um, and recently a friend of mine, her sister actually has been in and out of the psych ward and running away from home. And it reminds me a lot of how I was before treatment and just like, I don't know how to even pinpoint exactly like how much treatment helped, but um, I want to say that it really validated me. It made me feel like um, that I could do it and I could get through it. And it also offered me a lot of structure. Um, like I was able to wake up in the morning and, you know, like, I wanted to be there and I wanted to learn and I think that perspective was definitely like not achievable if I didn't go to treatment because I felt like I was like connecting so much in my head yet also getting nowhere at the same time um, but coming back like I'm able to recognize triggers and there's goals of mine like I've stayed sober um, I haven't been getting into relationships I think um paradigm just specifically like really navigated me through what I was going through um and I still am going through it like depression sucks and um like it's inevitable that anybody can go through it and that's why I'm still in recovery right now and I'm like all three of us are still in recovery right now um and I'm just like really trying to take my time like I want to go to college really bad but um like I'm also trying really hard to put myself first like as difficult as that is um but yeah I think that's what I have to say for myself yeah I mean those were both really great answers and um I definitely think that you both um had such like ins not inspirational I guess but like really unique and um yeah I would say inspirational like experiences and one thing that you had brought up Zach was like how you had kind of gone to from like you woke up every morning enduring and I remember if you're okay with me bringing this up I remember one time you talked about you woke up with optimism and that was a big deal and I that was just kind of what I was thinking about and wanted to talk about a little bit when you had talked about you know like you woke up 
it's a big deal to go change from waking up and feeling like you're enduring life to waking up and feeling optimistic about life. Like that's a complete 180 that I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast and specifically this episode are trying to make in their own lives right now. And I think honestly, just hearing that it's like happened to someone before can like make a really big difference on someone's life. And I don't know if you wanted to touch upon that more, um, either of you. And then Aiden, I, one thing I wrote down, um, when you're talking is I remember at treatment, it's something along the lines of when you left with my relationship with myself. Um, I want the relationship with myself to be the best one I have, or like the relationship I have with myself is the one I worked on the most. And I want to know if either of you want to talk on like that too, about prioritizing your relationship with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually wrote that down as well, because that was something that I wanted to talk about. Um, first, I wanted to touch base on the importance of a schedule, just in a day-to-day life, waking up at the same time, going to sleep at the same time, having a routine for yourself really, really helps, at least myself, regulate, um, truly just calms me down, helps me with my anxiety, gets me ready to face the day. But yeah, that waking up with optimism was absolutely huge for me. Um, there was a number of things that I had to do to get there. Honestly, it was sort of just facing the beast of my own, I don't know, facing my demons head on, um, not running from them, honestly being put in that environment where I couldn't run with you know, that coping behaviors, um, you know, substances, anything like that, but really put in an environment where I was forced to sit myself, sit with myself and, I don't know, face everything head on. Um, the staff at that treatment facility was <laughs> second to none. They were unbelievable to me, um, truly changed my life for the better. Um, that waking up with optimism, the biggest thing for me has been just giving myself goals, things that I want to strive for, things that I'm working for, so that my life isn't about enduring, but it's about achieving something. It's about wanting to make a difference. It's about wanting to help people. Um, Being at treatment, I was able to identify core values, which are just things that I believe in myself. Like a few of them are like, you know, kindness, empathy, um, compassion, uh, strength, inner strength, self-discipline, you know, et cetera. But navigating my life while keeping those values in mind has been probably the biggest thing for me in this optimism because I am the biggest influencer in my own life like I truly make the decisions going forward Um, no matter how powerless I felt in the past no matter how powerless I felt you know even now because like Aiden said it is it's still an upward climb Um, there's still a lot left to do a lot left to recover but um yeah, having something to strive for and living living the way I want to live has been the biggest things in my newly optimistic attitude towards life. That was really well said. Just want to say that. But, I mean, not but, and. And I'm going to add on to that. Um, the question that Cami asked me about how I built a better relationship with myself. Um, Going into treatment, I honestly felt like I had no one. Um, I have always been codependent on other people, like friends. Um, When I went into treatment, feeling like I had no friends, completely lost myself. Um, So I wanted to do the opposite of that. Like I wanted to be there for myself and 
I found myself like within a month into treatment, I was talking to my therapist about like who I became friends with. And um, there was a moment where like, I didn't really feel like I connected with anyone. And I said like, the only relationship I've really made here is one with myself because I knew obviously that I could stay in contact with people outside of treatment, but while I'm in treatment, like a relationship with someone, connections with people aren't as important to me. Um, family was a big one. I obviously wanted to connect with my family. Um, but since I was taking the time away from the environment that I was in before, like with my family, friends, social media, like I almost built this new perspective when I was in treatment. So I tried to be invulner I tried to be vulnerable. I tried to like endorse any resilience I had and acceptance of who I was. And it was unachievable to do that when I struggled at home. Um, like I was blind to that understanding and acceptance of like who I was. And I'm really thankful that I like did go to treatment. And I mean, outside of it now, like I definitely do think I've built a better relationship with myself. I know my limits, like I know my interests. I know, like, I don't know. I just know a lot more about myself. I don't want to stop doing something that's going to be dangerous for me. Um, but I don't know. That's my take on that. Yeah, that's both of you. That was like extremely well said. And um, before I move on, I wanted to just give like a funny little tidbit. Um, so me and Aiden were roommates and for a little bit. And after she left, there was a book on my dresser and it was called Codependence Anonymous. And I was really confused who it was. And I was like, who reads? And like, I walked around the house, like telling everyone, I was like, people read still? And apparently Aiden does read. Um, Anyways, um, I did have a question for you, Zach, and that was if you still follow a schedule and actually Aiden, you too. I know when we leave, we all like make schedules and I was curious about, cause Zach had mentioned how that really had helped you. And I was curious if, at home, if you still follow a schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by no means is it easy. Um, it is difficult because every day is different. Um, you might start it at a different time every day. You wake up at different times during the day if there's anything you have to do in the morning. But I do try to incorporate incorporate it both daily and nightly because it has helped me tremendously. Um, so I've actually been having the opposite issue. I was really good. Um, being on top of my schedule, my first couple weeks of being home. Um, I had friends that were out of town, so it was kind of just myself. And I was really good at like coming home early at night and like waking up on time to go to treatment. Um, and then I hit this one point again where I started going to bed very, very late. Um, I guess this is normal to talk about, but this week I've has definitely been my hardest week it's been it's been taking like honestly everything in me the past week to get out of bed I've been going to bed very late um not being responsible with my time um staying out very late um I had a family session today and I like couldn't stay awake in it um and you know it scares me like because that was a habit I had before I went to paradigm was I never slept and I didn't realize how much sleep can affect me. So one of my goals next week is definitely to get back on that track. But besides that, like everything else with my schedule has been pretty good. Um, I drive myself to 
um, recovery. So like that's enough responsibility too, is like being sure I actually get there. But other things like that, I feel like I've been pretty consistent with. Cammy, you're muted. Okay, I was muted, guys. Um, there was gonna be a long, awkward pause that I'm gonna have to edit. Um, but what I was saying was that I think, Zach, it's really awesome that you um, have been able to stick to a schedule even though it's really difficult. I commend you on that. I've definitely tried to, and it just hasn't worked out for several issues, um, but uh, I think that's really awesome. And Aiden, I think it's also really amazing that you're able to share like the truth that like, no, it's not perfect. Like recovery isn't, you know, not everything in recovery is PG and easy. And, you know, I'm not doing everything maybe as well as I'd like to, like, I think that's really helpful for people to hear. Um, I know it was even helpful for me to hear, like, you know, there's definitely been things in my own recovery where I'm like, okay, you know, maybe this is an old habit. Like for me, like, I need to make sure I'm scheduling more alone time. That's something I had. I feel like the place we were at that really, really helped me was the, um, like there was downtime and I've kind of gone back into this like hyper productive era. And so that is one thing as I've noticed like, okay, like I'm going to schedule more time to just like do fun, chillaxing things. Um, because I think that is a part of mental health that's important. And, um, yeah. So kind of going off of a completely different tangent, I just have a bunch of notes down, is that um, I kind of, I just, I'm not sure of the context of this, honestly, but I had wrote um, a question for Zach that said, like, you had said you went from powerless to, you didn't use the word, but it kind of sounded like empowering, if I'm correct, like powerless to empowering. And you had said something about it was that you realized it was your choice to make. And that's a big thing that we, you know, learned was that like you make the choice to get better. I think I can't speak for us all, but I believe it was something that was preached pretty heavily there. And I wanted to talk about like, what are some of the choices that you're making and how do just making good choices like impact your life and your empowerment? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that powerless feeling mainly derived from, you know, domestic violence in the house, abuse, um, a lot of things just sort of out of my control as a kid. And um, I've just always sort of felt like I didn't have a say in even my own life, the way that I was feeling, because a lot of it, you know, sadly was out of my control. Um, going to treatment, one of the, if not the most influential people in my life um, was a therapist. I'm not necessarily sure if I can say her name, but she was just unbelievable to me. Um, she told me that you know, I determine how I feel going forward. You know, I have a, the opportunity to create my own joy. And, um, you know, I looked at her for a second. I was like, yeah, this lady's crazy. But, you know, going forward, I, I truly realized, like, why well, I really do make the decision, you know, the coping skills that I learned there, there's always a conscious choice to use those rather than to go to you know, let's say smoking weed, for example, um, I always have that conscious choice now to make and that choice will perpetuate, you know, more joy for myself or more misery. Um, that's just a small hypothetical, but that choice in and of itself 
allows me to create my own joy, my own sense of power. Um, you know, coming back into my home, things were sort of rocky. Um, some more like domestic violence in my first week back and a lot of stuff just kind of hit the fan. Um, I was back in the police station for, you know, DCFS reports, et cetera. But the difference this time was that I was able to separate myself from that, that, you know, this is, you know, my dad's thing to worry about. This is my mom's thing to worry about. I myself have, you know, goals that I'm striving for. I myself have things that I want to do going forward. I myself can, you know, choose the way that I feel no matter what's going on around me or in my environment. And that to me was the most empowering thing. Um, you know, of course you can't choose how you feel after someone gets in your face and yells at you, but you can choose what you do 20 minutes after that. And, you know, that to me was one of the most powerful things that I learned in treatment, that everything is a conscious choice. Um, you make the decision going forward. And if that isn't powerful, then I don't really know what is. Yeah, I think that is a really great answer. Um, I think like separating your like external worries, you know, the things that you just unfortunately can't control is definitely something I've also worked on, like just control in general. So, you know, accepting um, things like that. And one thing I remember someone had told me once is like, your trauma isn't an excuse. And that's just something that like, for me, I think it was the same therapist you were talking about. And um, that was something that I was told there that really applied to me that I always just thought about like, uh, like, you know, like stuff like, like, things can suck in your life and you can still make the choice to not make them worse kind of thing like and that's just something I always think about when we talk about this and I don't know for me that really was a, like a helpful quote and um definitely I think it's like really strong and empowering to be able to make the choice and make the conscious decision to you know how are you going to handle the external factors in your life and I think you said that really well Zach yeah um a big thing for me just about feeling powerless is that I always struggled to see what I was in control of and what I wasn't in control of just because of how much you know unfortunately was out of my control but sort of gaining that perspective gaining a little more mindfulness about what I do have control over and what I don't is also another like empowering thing you sort of said that Cammy, but that was another sort of turn of the tables for me it was huge for me because that in, in and of itself eliminated a lot of like needless worrying that I had like if I'm worrying about something that I have no influence on then I just create you know perpetuate misery for myself and that serves me in no way shape or form Aiden do you have anything to add um yeah, I do. I just have trouble like pinpointing exactly what I want to say. Um, but I mean, choices like you make every choice. And I feel like what stops me from making bad choices is knowing that every choice I make ultimately makes up the person that I am. Like you make choices and choices make you sort of thing. So I don't know. I've been a around a lot of substances recently, been offered a lot of things. Um, and I choose not to do it, even though sometimes I want to so bad because I am struggling right now. And it just seems like such an easy way out. 
and me choosing not to like ultimately does make me feel a lot better about it um I don't know I feel like coming back from treatment is like a test in a way like I feel like I'm being tested every single day with the choices that I make like there's some days I can't get out of bed and I don't want to go um to treatment and I have to tell myself like okay this is making me up right now or like when I don't go to bed on time like I'm gonna be tired the next day like I just have been accepting full responsibility of my choices um knowing that I have control over those choices um and also speaking of like what I do and don't have control over recently there have been situations where I honestly don't have any control over except for my emotions which my emotions have been spiking and again it's really difficult to not try and intervene in certain situations and to not control them um for me I'm always someone who's like super hypersensitive about that stuff especially with other people that I care about like not being too involved in knowing like how draining that can be on me um but I don't know what I was gonna say I'm sorry guys I'm so bad at pinpointing things but um I I don't know I've just been really learning how to accept like full responsibility of what I've been doing so I definitely haven't been making the best choices but I've also been making like enough good ones to still stay in the place that I am right now I'm you said that great you do not need to apologize first of all um and second of all I'm really happy you shared that like that you know this doesn't necessarily sound like um it's come easy since being home for either of you and I'm really happy that you shared that because it's really commendable that you guys are both still um you know still at the level of treatment that you're at and like doing as well as you're doing and being able to come speak on this podcast and I think that's just very commendable um and then I also think a lot of what you're saying like makes a lot of sense I definitely related to the um part about you know like the responsibility and just kind of like I almost feel like as for me at least I've had a lot of responsibility it felt definitely like a test since being back um and um I've definitely had to pretty much take become the adult in my life since being back and one thing I've learned through that is that responsibility has helped me like in a way kind of build my self-esteem again like and so I appreciate that and at the same time I understand you know it can be really challenging when you come back and there's just temptations everywhere and you know it's those choices like as you said they make you make those choices and in a way they make you and I just want to say I'm really you know it's really great that you're making those choices um with that said, I actually had a question for you guys because I wasn't really sure to take this, but I was just curious, what is your guys' current, like, biggest motivations? Like, what what's, like, getting you out of the bed every morning, like, going to recovery, like, even if you don't, you know, even if it's not, like, every day something you want to do, like, what's encouraging you to, to keep doing that and keep staying on the right path? Um, again, I think it's just my goals, what I want to do. Um, being in treatment, my self-esteem improved exponentially. And with that, I sort of, I don't know, I, I feel like I have potential and that if I don't work as hard as I can every day and if I don't do everything in my power, then I'm sort of just wasting the potential that I have within myself. I, I think everyone has like their own, you know, 
full potential that they can reach. And it just, I would hate to not be able to reach my own full potential. So that sort of just drives me. And if it's okay, I did want to comment on one thing just about like being back home. Um, you guys said that it's like a test being back home. Um, it absolutely is. And by no means have I passed every test um, coming back home. You know, recovery isn't linear. I think you told me that, Cammy. Um, recovery isn't linear. But again, as long as you wake up every day with the intention to do good, which Aiden, it's clear that you are doing that, then it's going to be pretty hard to fail. For me, I don't, I can't see both screens. So I don't know who's talking, but I'll just interject. Um, uh, fear, honestly, is what's been motivating me right now. When I first got back from treatment, it was all just the past that was motivating me. It was how excited I was in treatment, how happy I was, like waking up and not struggling to get out of bed or sitting in a group and not falling asleep or being sad and coping instead of um, self-harming was like a big, big thing for me. And I've never felt like that before. And right now I'm struggling. So like having that memory, cause I know exactly what that feels like to be genuinely happy. And that's what I, that's what's motivating me. Like right now, when I got back from treatment was just, I seriously just want to be so happy and like there's a lot of hard shit right now that I am trying to go through. And then also like Zach was saying goals, like college is a big thing of mine. Like I want to recover as fast as I can so I can go to Hawaii and go to college and I can't do that until I'm done with recovery. So that's that. But I mean, recently, like knowing my sleep patterns right now, um, how bad they are. I got three hours of sleep last night and barely like could stay awake today. Got in a lot of arguments with my parents um and then those arguments will like promote unhealthy habits and like actions that I'll later on regret and that initially like promotes that unhealthy mindset that I had before going into paradigm um like suicidal ideations like self-harm urges substance abuse like things I really don't want to get myself into but I know if I keep going on this unhealthy path that I am on this week I know what could end up happening so that is what is motivating me to kind of get off and choose something different yes I mean both of those were really great answers and I think goals definitely play a huge role in motivation for recovery um I know personally I've had a bit of a different experience so I feel like I struggled much much more to like use good coping skills to make the right decisions treatment and coming home has been a lot easier than being in treatment was for me so I don't know it's just for me like the home environment has stayed very stable as of now and um I know like what motivates me is honestly just knowing that like I don't want to lose what I have right now in the moment like for the first time I have like a very high level of self-esteem and I feel very good about life and very I wake up every morning. I'm very excited. So um, I know for me, it's like, I guess kind of what Aiden had said, a little bit of fear. Like, I don't want to, I know what it was like to not be in this place. And I don't want to, like, even when it's hard, I make like, try to make the conscious effort to not do behaviors that will lead me back into the place that is not this place. Um, 
That was not very poetically said, but um, I just think those are really great answers. And then just to close it up, because the episode is kind of close to being over, I did just want to ask you guys before we close, um, what is like a few of your goals? Like I know Aiden had mentioned like Hawaii was a big one. And I think Zach, you had mentioned like your future career is a big one, but I was just curious if like you want to talk about maybe like a short-term goal and a long-term goal and just like one, um, like, I don't know, one like mantra or like thing that has really helped you through this process. Yeah, so a short-term goal that I'm just trying to knock out is I'm dual enrolling in high school and college um, this year. So trying to fast track my graduation uh, would be kind of my short-term goal. Um, I've also been working out to get back to my basketball team. So those two are some short-term goals that have sort of been like propelling me forward. Um, a mantra that I've been, I've sort of kept close to the vest has been, everything will pass, even this will pass. Um, because everything is momentary, you know, just like happiness is momentary, so is sadness. Um, sure, that moment of sadness might be a little bit longer, but trust me, it will pass. Um, that was really well said. And now I'm going to interject again. <laughs> um, I, I will first, I agree with Zach a lot about the temporary feeling. I have to tell myself that a lot. I think also that's something like that I can't tell myself at times because I have a bad habit of depersonalizing things, basically thinking that nothing is real and that things that are temporary are just in a cycle and life is just a cycle. And I don't know how to get out of that cycle. So um, what I often will like tell myself is if I'm sad, um, usually because I struggle a lot with codependency is am I sad or am I just lonely? And usually it's, I'm just lonely and that connects a lot to my sadness. Um, I think that's really helped me and motivated me to work on myself though and not be surrounded by other people. I've had a lot of alone time recently, which is good. But, and a short-term goal of mine is um, definitely getting better sleep. Oh my gosh, I cannot stress that enough because it's affecting me so much. That and then a long-term goal is just to make like healthier connections with myself, which I'm currently doing, but also in the future with other people and I feel like I'm doing that right now too but um and also just being able to like observe what's unhealthy in my life and um like what's right I guess but those are mine that was very well said and um just before I close out the episode I wanted to say a huge thank you to both of you I was so honored to have you both on here you were amazing absolutely amazing guests and um a message for anyone listening I just wanted to say that um I know some of you guys who listen generally send me um like dms on instagram or stuff and um I know Zach had mentioned that he really wanted to help people out and so I was thinking if you have any messages for Aiden or Zach just to you know let me know like send them to me and I'll forward them to Aiden or Zach so you can know how much so they can know how much you help them because I think that would be a very kind thing to be able to do. So um, yeah, if you have any feedback, like positive feedback for them, just let me know. 
and I will inform them because I know for a fact that you at least made a tenth of the impact that people made on you, Zach, as you said. So, um, yes, without anything else, I just wanted to say I hope everyone has a great day. I hope whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast was successful, and I hope to see you back at the next episode. Bye.